The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 5 to 7 a.m. on Tamarindicary Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 95 years. And our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Saints and friends, we have so many reasons to thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
above all, for the salvation of our souls. As we take daily time to meditate on the Lord and all His goodness, we can certainly raise our voices and give thanks to Him for all He has done, doing, and going to do. For their first selection, the church choir will bring forth a song entitled, Reasons to Thank You. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn and are accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Pohaku Carter on the organ. Please join in and sing along with our choir members by following the words on your screen. What a blessed way to give thanks to the Lord for what He has done for us and for the privilege to be able to serve Him.
Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, comes to mind for our church's band's first musical number, led by yours truly entitled, Praise the Lord, He Never Changes. We can surely say amen to that. The Lord never changes. We can count on Him always to be there for us, to comfort and strengthen us, and take away the burdens that we bear.
Our soloist today is Christy Hahn singing, I will choose Christ. Jesus provided the way for the salvation of our souls. It is up to each individual who hears this call to choose him as our personal savior and serve him with our whole heart, mind, and soul. Christy is accompanied by myself on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Evan Sproke Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. Christ, I will choose love, I choose to serve. I give my heart, I give my life, I give my all to you. How many times must he call my name and show to me that he is God? As a servant, he calls to me. You must serve too. I will choose Christ. I will choose love. I choose to serve. I give my heart. I give. as I walk this road with you. Teach me to love. I will choose Christ. I will choose love. I choose to serve. I give my heart. I give my life. For their second number, the church choir will sing, 
Thank you for coming. Our youth strings are up next, and they will play a rendition of Seek Ye First.
The Saints in Harmony is our vocal group today. With blended voices, they will sing this upbeat song entitled, I Am On My Way to Heaven. They are accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. This number is dedicated to Mrs. Junior Mac Moore. May the joy of the Lord be upon your heart and bring you much happiness throughout the new year. Have a blessed day. I am on my way to heaven Where the saints are robed in white Shouting glory Hallelujah Shouting glory Hallelujah To that blessed land immortal Where can never come the night Shouting glory Streets are paved with gold, shouting glory, Hallelujah. shouting glory, Hallelujah. to that place of many mansions and of glories yet untold, shouting glory, Hallelujah. all the Shouting glory, Hallelujah. all the way, all the way. Oh, glory, Hallelujah! I am on my way to heaven. Shouting glory, shouting glory. Oh, glory, Hallelujah! I am on my way to heaven. Shouting glory. Shouting glory, hallelujah, shouting glory, hallelujah. There I'll sing redemption story, blessed song of saving grace. Shouting glory, hallelujah, all the way, all the way. Oh, glory, hallelujah, I am on my way to heaven, shouting glory. Good morning and praise the Lord everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda 
and would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. I consider it a tremendous privilege to share God's Word and the wonderful gospel of the kingdom of God with those who need and seek the Lord because they are ill or for some reason or another cannot get to church. After all, it is always comforting for those concerned to know the modern advances in medicine, science, and technology can be combined with prayer and the power of God because Jesus demonstrated that the healing power of God was in him. Therefore, it would be a great gain spiritually if you took this time to partake in the reading of God's word during the presentation of my sermon, which I have entitled, The God That Jesus That Heals. We read Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good 
and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Matthew tells us in Matthew 4, verses 23 and 24, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with the devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Consider the disciples of Jesus. After they had experienced the presence of the resurrected Christ, these ordinary but courageous crusaders discovered not only that they were healed, but they had an amazing power to administer the prayer of healing, which they could share with others. They were instruments of the Lord Jesus Christ. Read in Mark 6, 13, And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. We also read in Acts 5th chapter, the 12th verse, the 15th to the 16th verses, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Today, the age of miracles is still working through the powerful name of Jesus, as Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A man with a sprained ankle went to see a doctor. The doctor examined the ankle and told his patient to go home and soak it in hot water. The next day, the patient telephoned the doctor. Look here, he said. I paid you $25 to tell me to use hot water on my ankle. I did, but it got worse. Then my maid told me to use cold water and it got better. I don't understand it. The doctor replied, I don't understand it either. My maid said to use hot water. We are living in an age in which millions of people are exploring alternatives to medicine for healing. There has been a holistic health explosion. We realize, of course, that medicine is valuable. And most of us, when we get sick, it is the first thing we turn to. However, for a true born-again believer, he first turns to Jesus, as we read in James, the fifth chapter, verses 14 to 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The elders of the first church were chosen directly by the Lord himself, not by men. And they were endued with power and sign gifts, miraculous powers which were the divine credentials of their office. Therefore, be very careful who lays hands on you. Make certain that he is called of the Lord to pray for the sick and afflicted. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. 
And Jesus said, according to your faith, so shall it be unto you. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Healing is a gift from God. And we thank God for the healing through the name of Jesus Christ and for dedicated doctors who serve their fellow human beings. We need the doctors of this world to examine and tell us what is wrong and what to do. Common sense tells us that if there is something wrong with us, we don't go to a mechanic, we go to a doctor. But today, millions and millions of people are exploring a growing list of alternative healing methods. Some are finding help in some of these healing methods, no doubt. But the remarkable thing about them is that people are discerning more and more that their actual healing is none of these methods. They can remove some of the obstacles which deter healing. They can help to evoke them. But in the final analysis, the healing itself is consummated in the name of Jesus through the power of God, and the power of God is the power of love. Let's take the case of the first apostolic miracle, the lame man healed. When Peter and John were asked for an arm from the lame man, Peter with John said unto him, look on us. And the lame man expected to receive something from them. We read in Acts, the third chapter, verses five through eight. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now the people marveled at this miracle and thought that the power which Peter and John possessed was a man. But Peter put the people straight and said in verse 16, and his name, that is Jesus, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him had given him the perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Peter told the multitudes to repent of their sins and be converted. As we read in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name Jesus in water baptism is thus justified. Just imagine the Lord removes your sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. When God forgives, he forgets. And the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, which you can receive by tarrying for it, is your passport to heaven and eternal life. The only Bible evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues or in unknown language, as we read in Acts 2, 4. And they were all filled, that is 120, with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. A very great and religious man came to Jesus by night. The Word says he was a devout, a religious ruler. He was a Pharisee and his religion set high moral standards. 
They had long prayers and many days of fastings. Jesus told him he must be born again. The man was shocked as reading John 3, 3 to 4. Jesus answered, said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter into a second time into his mother's womb and be born? In John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And the sixth verse reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The second birth is a spiritual birth. It's impossible for the natural man to see or enter the kingdom of God. A man can be gifted, moral, refined, educated, or rich. However, the natural man is blind to spiritual truth and impotent to enter the kingdom, for he can neither obey, understand, nor please God. The new birth is not a reformation of the old nature, but the creation of a new creature in Christ Jesus. The new man is Christ formed in the believer. Religion, no matter how good, cannot take away sin. Only Jesus can save us from our sins. We read John 1.29. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the whole world. For without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. We read in Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus was the busiest man who ever lived. He was always on the go. He was always doing something for someone else. Truly, he went about doing good. And of course, you notice that what he did was always done for others. We work for ourselves to get money, to gain security, to obtain material possessions. But his work on earth was always on behalf of others. As he traveled down the road of life, in front of him were the halt, the maimed, the blind, the lost, but behind him are those to whom he ministered. They walk, they leap, they see, they praise God. Jesus' power to heal was very evident. Here we see a striking picture. A certain man was sick of the palsy. He was not able to get to Jesus himself, but he was blessed by having four good friends. Jesus was preaching in a certain house. These four men picked up the sick man bed and all, and brought him to Jesus. Read in Mark 2, 3, And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. When they reached the house, they couldn't get in because of the crowd. But that didn't stop them, as reading the fourth verse. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Surely, Jesus must have been impressed as he saw the great faith of these men. Then he looked down at the sick. Read the fifth verse. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now these four men were astonished. They did not bring the afflicted man to Jesus so that he could be reminded about his sins. Don't you find many in the category today? They don't like to hear about their sins. But Jesus always puts first things first. 
He knew that spiritual needs are greater than physical needs. He knew that it was more important for this man to have his sins forgiven of God than to have his health restored. Today, men put everything else before God. Put Jesus first in your life and you will always come out the winner. The most important thing for any of you to pursue immediately is getting right with God. To be ready to meet Jesus when he comes back in clouds of glory for his own water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light. Everything else is secondary. We read in Mark, the eighth chapter, verses 36 to 37, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What does money, fame, and success amount to? If you are sinning the sight of God and on the way to a place where these things cannot help you, the Lord wants your heart, your devotion and love, all the glamour, the applause of the crowd, the worldly positions mean nothing if you don't have the right relationship with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when Jesus told the man that his sins had been forgiven, the scribes began to murmur. And they said in Mark 2, 7, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? The scribes knew that Jesus was attributing the authority of God to himself. They knew that no one could forgive sins but God. And Jesus, who knows all things, knew what they were thinking, for he knew what was in man. Reading the ninth verse, whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk? As far as they were concerned, one was as impossible as the other. But to prove that he was God manifested in the flesh with power to forgive sins, Jesus brought the matter to the test. We read verse 11, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. If a man could not do what Jesus commanded, then the people would look upon Jesus as a deceiver. If he did as the Lord bid, then Jesus would be all that he claimed to be. Suddenly, before the startled eyes of the multitude, the man arose. Strength flowed through his body so that he picked up his bed and went home. Four friends brought him there on this bed, and now he was able to walk and carry his own bed out. As the people saw this man walking down the street with the bed on his back, they began to glorify God, saying, We have never saw it done in this fashion. Yes, the power of the Lord was present to heal. Now we see a ruler by the name of Jairus who came to Jesus with an urgent appeal. His little 12-year-old daughter is dead. Why trouble Jesus any further? But Jairus said to Jesus, If you just come and lay your hand on her, she shall live. Thus Jesus imparted, Be not afraid, only believe. Come, let us go to your house. Now as they walked along, the crowd thronged Jesus, pressing him close on every side. In that crowd was a woman who had an issue of blood 12 years. She had spent all her money on physicians looking for a cure, but hadn't found one. Thus, she slipped up close to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. Immediately, the blood flowed stop. 
power had gone out from Jesus to the woman in response to that touch of faith. He stopped and asked, who touched me? The disciples answered, as you read in Mark 5, 31, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and says thou, who touched me? The woman ran and fell before Jesus and said, Lord, I felt that if I could but touch the hem of your garment, I would be healed. We read the 34th verse, daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Yes, she came trembling and she went away triumphantly. Oh, that today we had the faith of that woman so that by faith and through our prayers, we could touch him and his healing power will flow out from him to us. Jesus went on to Jairus' house and found the little girl dead with the mourners gathered round. Have you ever stood by the bedside and watched someone die? I have. Could Jesus do anything for the little girl? Yes, he could. He took her by the hand. She arose, the strength of youth coursing through her veins. And he said unto her, Talitha kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And the damsel rose and walked. Yes, Jesus, our mighty physician, has power over death. Now we see how Jesus used his power to heal the affliction of two blind men who came groping their way towards Jesus, reading Matthew 9, 27, Thou, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus questioned them, Do you believe that I'm able to help you? Yes, Lord, they said. He touched their eyes and immediately they could see. Now at Jesus' instruction, they were charged with not telling anyone, but they couldn't keep the good news to themselves. They had been blind but now they could see. So they praised Jesus all over the country. Can you blame them? Of course not. And every true born again believer ought to feel the same way. The psalmist said, let the redeem of the Lord say so. What an influence we could have for the Lord if we would stop and testify to someone about all that Jesus has done for us. Now another miracle happened while he was traveling. Many demons were cast out. A dumb man approached Jesus. He was possessed with a devil. Reading Matthew 9, 32 to 33, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying it was never so seen in Israel. But the critical Pharisee said he cast out devils through the prince of the devils. Not a released from Satan. They would not say anything positive about Jesus, no matter what he did. Oh, the blindness and brutality of prejudice. And sorry to say, much of it still exists today. Now there are signs that follow on who had really been called of the Lord, as you read in Mark 16, 17, 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if any if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And the disciples went forth preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Today, the Lord needs dedicated men to carry on his work. Read in Matthew 9, 9, And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. Jesus saw possibilities that meant that no one else could see. 
Matthew to, Jews, to the Jews was a sinner and an outcast. They looked down upon him because working for a foreign government, he collected exorbitant taxes for it. But Jesus saw something else. He saw a man with a hungry heart, a man whose ready pen would write the story of Jesus that will bless all the ages to come. I sure like the way Matthew responded. He didn't give any excuses. He didn't postpone the matter. He just rose up and followed Jesus. Today, many make light of his calling by giving excuses. And what a great reward was Matthew's. He wrote a book that became known all over the world. He was a blessing to thousands. He left behind a name which is better known than the names of princes and kings. The richest man in the world is soon forgotten when he dies. But as long as the world stands, millions will know Matthew. Do you want to live and die and be forgotten? Then live for yourself and this world only. Do you want to live forever in the hearts of men? Then live for Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of a faith. Someone had said that God had only one son and he made him a preacher. There has never been a preacher like Jesus. He spoke as one having authority and he preached in power and demonstration of his Holy Spirit. Read in Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And when he looked upon the multitudes of souls, his heart went out in compassion to them. For he saw them as sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said, The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray for God to send more harvesters into the fields. Yes, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and these view these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To conclude our telecast, the church band will play the song entitled, When the Road is Called Up Yonder.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.